0: Brought to you live from the Badlands of Texas, exercising the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th Amendments. You are watching, or oh, you're listening to Midnight Radio. How are you doing, everybody? For a second there, I thought that our main camera wasn't going to come on again. I'm like, what the heck? H-E double hockey sticks. We got that, what, seven second second rule, so I can't say any bad words, everybody. And you're not allowed to think of them in that first 7 seconds. How's everybody doing on this fine day? I don't know about you, but I'm doing fan-damn-tastic. I think I can use that word. Maybe, maybe not. I'm so glad to be here with you today. I feel like I haven't been here in a long time. Before we start this one wonderful, crazy show, I got some crazy stuff to share with you today. Oh, believe me, I do. I want to share this with you. Our executive producer for this show, the reason why I'm here, you can thank this one lady. Nobody else there except for this one lady financial wise financial support i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for lady lisa thank you very much kareen producer kareen too i'd like to thank her so our executive is lady lisa and our producer kareen if you'd like to support this show keep us on the air all the money goes to support the radio show It supports the license the licensing which is a constant thing every three months we have to re-up the money for the license Every cent that you send to the show does that. So if you like any of these DJs, that is where the money goes to keep them on the air. If you send uh, $20 or more through, whether it's Cash App, Midnight, Radio 101, or it is a super sticker, or it's super thanks because you saw a show and you liked it, that is where you become an executive producer. That's how you do it. And if you want to become a producer, anything under 20, appreciate it very much it really actually keeps us on the air and if you're wanting to listen to us on the air you can do that you can uh, enable the alexa skill on any amazon alexa device perhaps you have an echo they're amazing you should check them out you can also have one for your car now you can even there's an app for your phone alexa app so you can listen to that skill enable midnight radio there you go and also we have an app if you're have an android And you want our app. And our app is our radio station. Now, here's here's what you do. There's a link right up there in the chat room. There it is. It takes you to the Play Store. Or you can go to the Google Play Store and type in Midnight Radio app. And there it is. I believe we're the only Midnight Radio app there. And, of course, you get the 24-7 stream of, of music. You get this show whenever it's on live. But beyond that, those of you that have your app, check your phone for Android because you get notifications. So regardless of what YouTube does, whatever notifications they send out, you get one on your phone. If this is popular, then, then, then we'll roll it out to Apple and uh, then we'll roll it out to your car. There's an Android car app and there's also an Android television app. We'll roll, roll those out. If this is popular, then we will, it's not popular enough now. So I'm going to leave it where it is. It's up to you guys. The show, is about you. It's a conversation with you. It's not about a guy that's an expert or thinks he's the most brilliant person in the world. I'm not like that. I've never have been. Even the things I do consider myself an expert on, there's always somebody smarter out there. But if you take our combined time, our combined insight, and we give it to each other and we put it in a pile and we look at it. That, that is when you have something special This shows a conversation with you. What have you guys been talking about this week? I've been gone for a couple days, been dealing with some issues. And hey, tomorrow is my birthday. That's right. I think I am 44 years old. 44 years old. It's just a number to me. Nevertheless, it's my birthday. I do, I will go live if I have something to say. If I don't have something to say, well, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. Or if you don't have something to say, it's something you want to talk about. Yeah. All right. I hope I drove away the trolls that like to say, you just babble, Jerry.
1: You just babble. Why are you just
0: babbling? Let me break it down for you. This isn't a little YouTube video about a single subject. This is a radio show that I'm gracious enough to give you the whole video of, okay? Stay away from my sandwiches. Breaking in here, eating my sandwiches, complaining about my mayonnaise. You gotta love the trolls. They're not that bad, really, not anymore. All right, this is off the charts. We talked. To, we've been talking about Buster Murdaugh, and I don't, I'm not even quite sure why. Other, I know why the Stephen Smith case, but why everybody is saying that that has to be. Buster Murdoch, to the information you get from me tonight. Well, you might not be so sure. And I'm not saying he did it. I'm not saying he didn't do it. Uh, Only he knows that at this point. I've been interested in this. What drew me in to the Stephen Smith murder. Now, it is being investigated as a homicide. What drew me into this was the fact that it was because of the Murdoch's. It was because they have a lot of people dying around them. They had Stephen Smith. They had, of course, Paul Murdaugh and Maggie Murdaugh. They also had the people, a maid that fell down the stairs and died. There's just a few. there's, There's a, yeah, most unfortunate people. Anyway, that's what got me interested in the stuff that's come out this week or that I've heard. I'm going to go through everything I have, guys, and I have some interesting things. And after this, if I still have time left, there are some crazy stories that have been going on I want to talk about. Uh, Let's go over it right now. Let me uh, go over this first video. I got these two videos which kind of talk about the same thing, but in different ways. And they talk about reopening the Stephen Smith case as a homicide, they exhumed the body and like, this is a homicide. Now, how the hell they didn't see this as a homicide from the first, they labeled it a hit and run and that's it. And I'm sorry, is that a reason for it not to continually be investigated? Apparently, there's more that they, being a hit and run is not a homicide, I guess. So, hey. If you want to get rid of somebody in South Carolina, might want to look into that. I don't know. Let's play this, and I will be back on the flip side. Well, I'm actually still going to be here, right here. See, it's just over there. I can see it.
2: Well, one of Alec Murdoch's attorneys is responding to
3: the release of audio from a phone call that appears he had with Murdoch during the trial.
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go over that audio too. We've got to. We've got to. Come on, guys.
1: Now, the clip was posted on social media. Murdoch's attorney, Jim Griffin, on Twitter says it was him talking with Murdoch and that they are very upset. With the release of the audio, most conversations between lawyers and clients are protected under attorney-client privilege. Sorry about that. Now, we asked Griffin if he could verify the tweet or if he's planning on taking any legal action. We'll let you know exactly what he has to say. For now, though, we got this statement now, though, from Colton County Sheriff's Office who said the audio was released by mistake. The statement says, in part, quote, all jail calls had to be screened by listening to the first few seconds of each call to determine if they fell under attorney-client privilege. Multiple calls were removed, but this one call inadvertently remained in the list for release. An email was sent out to the requester advising that the call fell under attorney-client privilege and to not share the call. The outlet, which shared the call, says the call was released as part of a Freedom of Information Act request, and they believe the public should hear it
0: now this isn't now did that come from a podcast guys or did that come from a youtube the fifo
2: and first tonight at six after a freedom of information request abc news 4 got calls alec murdoch made yeah because
0: they're not going to say man i've got so much information tonight it's unreal i really do yeah they're not going to say all right let me uh let me see what we got going on in chat you guys are seeing things flip around because i'm i'm adjusting things here I haven't been looking at chat i'm sorry i will there i just popped it out man i got a lot of holy moly thank you so much lisa I'd like to personally thank.
4: from the Richland County Jail. And there are a lot, 121 calls to be exact from October of last year till February. Our investigative reporter Ann Emerson is here tonight to give us an idea of what was on Murdoch's mind after the death of his wife and son.
5: Well, one moment that stood out, Alec asked his sister-in-law to lay flowers at Maggie's grave for Valentine's Day. We also hear Alec's attempt to stay in touch and perhaps in control of his remaining family and tonight we Mm -hmm. take a listen to calls on October 21st, 2021 and October 23rd when it appears Alec knows he's about to lose everything. Alvin S. Glenn Detention Center. On October 21st, 2021, Alec Murdoch called his brother, John Marvin Murdoch, and his son, Buster. They were on a trip to Nevada, now made notorious by this photo of John Marvin and Buster at a Las Vegas casino table. It ended up as an exhibit in court against Alec Murdoch. Alec called his family to warn them.
6: In court the other day, they made a big deal about things. They're going to be moving to try to prevent us from selling stuff. Right. We need to to get as much as we can completed. On the
5: call, John Marvin suggests selling some of the farm equipment to pay off some of Alex's debts, but says it must be done on the up and up. You
6: might speak to Jim if you get a chance just to find out what
0: kind of... All right, guys, I expect to have a lot of a lot of conversation with you guys today. Um, I'm going to open up that phone line pretty soon here because this is heavy about things were going over and the fact that Buster even put out that thing that he did about him not being involved in Stephen Smith or feeling the need to, I don't know, right before it was ruled a homicide. And was it the Alex Murdoch trial that even made the police look at Stephen Smith's, uh, the Stephen Smith case to look at it as a homicide. What the hell is that about? So you have this little skid mark, Buster Murdaw, putting out this thing saying, it's not me, don't look at this. And the fact that people looked at it, and the fact that they're talking about it online, is what could bring justice to the Smith family. Oh, by the way, we are investigating as a homicide. Before they just marked it off, Oh, why did they just mark it off? Why did they not consider... I don't know. And in, in Texas, we have a term called vehicular homicide and this family here, you're looking at selling your couch you're, and, and actually you want to see it. We're going to go back to this, but he sold the, his couch to this man for 30 something thousand, but you're talking about selling a little bit of things to pay your bill. What, who the hell do you decide to where's a priority in that? Who do you pay first? If they do the, the Dave Ramsey method and they take the, the highest bill, what about 600000 and pay that down first? When you got maybe 150000 from selling everything you owned, you can't, I mean, how do you, what about the people, the millions he stole from that the his partner and his firm had to pay for? I know a lot of people are crying that some people had money stolen, and they should, but the law firm that Alex Murdaugh worked for They had to pay millions of that back. They did, not Alex. And, you know, they're not saying, well, I'll take half of it. Now those people are pissed and they want every single dime. Let's continue this. We got a lot to talk about tonight, people. A whole lot. We're not even getting into some of the creepy stuff I find. We're going to get into that right here. And, again, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not pointing my finger at any one particular person because we're not to that stage. We're still in a – we still have a cast of players, and this cast of players is, again, just like Twin Peaks, but you know worse.
6: The time frame, he thinks, before they get any kind of order preventing us from doing anything. Okay. And, I mean – Well, I'm, know, just, know. I'm just I'm doing, just doing everything by the book. And, uh, yeah, and it's and going on. It ain't like we're squirreling it away. It's going to pay bank stuff. Well, it goes to the unsecured note, so so everything else has something securing it, so it makes sense that unsecured items would go to John unsecured notes. Two Marvin.
5: days later, the wheels are already in motion to freeze Alec's assets by the state, money to pay back Alec's alleged fraud victims. Alec calls his son Buster. It's tush. October 23rd. Buster is still in Nevada with John Some Marvin. Heads.
6: New developments with the nations and everything, trying to get us to quit selling stuff. I don't know really what that's going to have in store. Yeah, I told y'all that was coming. Yeah man, this this Eric this Eric JC. I said that was coming? No. I just saw it on Twitter. No, I called Jim Marvin the other day to tell to tell him he needed to do it as quickly as possible because they were gonna be doing it any day. Making a motion. So this Eric this Eric Bland guy seems like a real a real charm. Well, you know, this is just five minutes in the sun.
0: It's a pair of Buster shorts for grabs, and they had skin marks in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm secured. You know, I'm okay for defamation, guys.
6: You know.
5: Eric Bland is the lawyer for Gloria Satterfield's family. That's the Murdoch's late housekeeper who died at their Moselle home. And Bland and his Mm. partner, Ronnie Richter, have secured more than $7 million from various entities in the scheme to defraud the Satterfields. Although Alec Murdoch admitted in court documents he stole that money he has yet to pay it back.
2: New this morning, the family of Gloria Satterfield, the former housekeeper of Alec Murdoch, will hold a press conference in Hampton County. Family members are set to you announce a new one. foundation in Gloria's name that will give back to the community. Our Sean Mahoney joins us live in the studio this morning. Sean, what motivated the family to make this gesture?
7: Well, Natalie, the Satterfield family's lives have been turned upside down over the past four years from the death of Gloria, accusations of money meant for her family stolen by Alec Murdoch to the reopening of the investigation into Gloria's death. It's it's been a lot, but now they want to start a new positive chapter in their journey with the creation of this foundation. The family and their attorneys will donate a quote large sum of money to the foundation in Gloria's honor today. The money is from the four point. Three million dollar settlement in the civil lawsuit against Alec Murdoch. The money will go towards Christmas gifts for quote hardworking people who struggle just like Gloria did in Hampton County. Now, it's something attorneys for the family say was important to them for rewriting Gloria's legacy. It was from day one. It was their their they, they said this. If it's going to be in Gloria's name, it has to be for people that are like Gloria, her her siblings and her sons live in Hampton County, they love it. And they love the people. And I think what we're trying to show is that good can come from evil. Good can come from darkness. And, and it's also that's a what break this form. is all so. about. Now, Bland says donations will be given out in $250 to $500 payments around the holiday season, spreading that holiday or Christmas joy. And that 95% of the money raised or donated will go towards the recipients. But let's not forget, this saga is still ongoing. And coming up in a half hour, we'll take a look at where we currently stand in the investigation into Gloria's death and how that played a role in the forming of this foundation.
0: They are on it. They are on it. this man right here. This man paid $36,000 for Alex Murdoch's couch. Philip Jennings stated that it's comfortable and he does not believe he paid too much. Make it make sense. I believe anybody can buy whatever the hell they want. But usually, if you're going to spend that much money on something you're usually doing it for some kind of museum right maybe they're going to take the ass divots from that couch plaster of parasit and put it in a murder a murder museum or something i'd estimate brand new ten thousand dollars at the most yeah people can spend whatever they want me, I would have got a doll. No, just kidding. Oh, you want to see? Oh, you guys want to see some of this? You get that. You get the, that. You uh, can buy that a few miles from me at a place called the Big Texan Restaurant buy you some of them uh, long, Longhorn. I'm looking for Buster's Draws. Mark Buster. A Yeti cup. Sold for $400, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, Cold could have, could have, uh, sold his happy stock. Do you think that's tasteless, guys? Seriously, seriously. I guess I'm talking about the Idaho 4Ks for a bit before we do this deep dive that'll make your head spin. What if, uh, Cold Coldberger, Brian Cold family, sold some of his personal stuff, you know, uh, I swear they probably get more than Murdaugh's, you know, for couch, you know, some of his personal items, you know, to help. I don't know. He has a public defender, doesn't he? So it's not like they're out a whole terrible lot of amount of money on this. I believe that his parents are about retired, so he'll probably push them over to that. But maybe they could use the money for his defense or something. Uh, someone's asking who gets all this money. It goes into the victim fund. So that's what that's what we just learned. All right, let's continue on here. For those of you that are just joining me, please subscribe and hit that, that bell and hit all notifications. And that's your ticket to joining in the conversation right there. And that's what we're here for, to have a conversation with you. I'm going to move this conversation along right here. all right. Try to move this. Here we go. Ooh, okay. This is the first thing I wanted to go over. Okay. All right. Got it. Here we go. All right, so this is going to catch us all up to where we are right now with them exhuming Stephen Smith's body, why they exhumed his body, why they're looking at this because of Alex Murdoch as being a murder, and then they find out, well, they had probable cause to start investigating this as a homicide. We're going to find out why. We're going to recap that all right now. I found this fantastic article about it from the Daily Mail. I love, I love, I really do, I love and respect the English journalism more than any any of the junk we have in America. So here we go. If you want to call in in the second half of the show, I'm going to open up that phone line. The phone number is 325-261-0892. 325-261-0892. Twice again, 325-261-0892. 325-261-0892. 261 892 23 261 0892 892 Upper left hand side. Alright, here's the title of this. Cops investigating the death of gay teen involved in hit and run. We're convinced it was homicide. And pursued tips questioning boys' relationship with hair of powerful Southern Carolina family whose mother and brother were shot dead. Why? Stephen Smith, and this is important, are you guys seeing this? Okay. This is important. He was much of a margin. He was nineteen when his life was taken. All right. 2015 July 8th 2015 2015 he's found dead in the middle of a country road now they say it was close to the Murdoch residence but it was 15 miles away do you guys is that close enough to consider it 15 miles away that's kind of far but you know I live in a very small town so 15 miles away would take my ass to the to a different you know out in the country you know that would take me all the way out of the town so I think differently in that regard and you know moselle is in the country also but 15 miles down the road in a small country uh town that's quite a quite a distance away in my mind i'm not seeing that as being close i don't know what if you're in uh, new york and you know it's 15 miles and you're in uh, i don't know manhattan 15 miles will take you out you know Police are investigating the shooting deaths of mother and son. Yeah. They've reopened the investigation of the Smith's deaths. Uh, Here we go. Now, his death was ruled a hit and run, but Mother Sandy has always maintained that her son, who was gay, okay, was a victim of a hate crime and the murder cover-up. Daily Mail can exclusively reveal... Investigators found no evidence of any vehicle accident. They were convinced that the victim had a gunshot wound above his right eye and received tips questioning whether Smith had a relationship with Paul's older brother, Richard Buster, Murdoch, 26. Did he or did he not? So right now, according to this article, the only link we have is the 15 miles. That is it. All right. Did they have a link together? Let's look at this. And this Buster Murdo is not the only person that had opportunity here who was, or maybe, maybe a motive. Maybe a motive. Check this out. I'm going to show you here. But what was, what the hell did Buster care about taking the life of this boy? Beyond what you heard through rumors, let's look at this. Now, the original incident report written by Southern Carolina Highway Patrol investigators on the scene contained in the multidisciplinary accident investigation. The victim was found in the middle of Sandy Run Road, in the middle of the road. He was deceased from some sort of blunt force trauma to the head. And I guess this is a quote responded to the scene. I saw no vehicle debris, no skid marks, no injuries consistent with someone being struck by a vehicle. The report continues. The shoes were loosely tied, but both were still on. After consulting with MAIT, we see no evidence suggests the victim was struck by a vehicle. And this was when they originally found the body. Right. This was on the report when they originally found the body. Not later. A second incident report signed by two deputies. This is after the initial investigation from Hampton County Sheriff's office. Who responded to the first reports of a body stated. I spotted a person lying in the middle of Sandy run. The person was white, young male with a severe head wound. It continues after inspecting the body. It appears the victim had been shot. A third narrative written by MAIT officer who is not named It was called at 5.35 a.m. on the morning of July 8th, 2015. States that after initially being advised of a possible hit-and-run fatality, he arrived on the scene to be told by the coroner that it was a homicide. Now, who do you think got this buried? The report continues. It reads, he pointed out the wound to be a gunshot wound. And showed me the entry point. Assistant coroner Kelly Green then began to show me photographs they took again. Again, pointing to the entry point, to the head, and also a defensive wound to the hand. To the head, and to the hand. It states, I asked for clarity if they were sure it was a homicide. And their response was yes. This is a picture of Stephen Smith. Uh, It says View Gallery. Let's go ahead and look at this gallery, shall we? This was him laying in the road, in the middle of the road, as if somebody was driving down the right side or the left side. Was he dumped out? I don't know. Here's a report right here. I'll put a link for everything I'm going over right now in the show notes after the show. I have a whole lot more, guys. This is just to catch you up. You've got to be where I'm at. And, uh, again, the stuff I'm going to show you here in a minute that came from all of our people in Discord. Did you know that you can get a membership, a Midnight Radio membership? And here's what you get. Of course, you guys didn't see a show in two or three days, but... We were talking in Discord. You have access to me. You have access to information on the show. And the people that are into the show, they're posting in there constantly about things that they're interested in, the things that they see going on. And that's where this information came from. And this is the report that you're going to have access to in the show notes here. There's Mark Buster. Stephen Smith. Stephen Smith is a twin He has a twin sister, if I'm not mistaken. This is a report saying that it was a homicide, originally a homicide. You know, do you think they just tried to clear their books and that's what they did? They just wanted to clear their books, so they just called it a hit and run and they weren't actively investigating it. Do you think that's what they were doing? All right, I'm going to go ahead and go back to the article. What? What are you talking about? All right, here we go. I thought it was going to take our... I thought it was going to take it away. All right, here we go. So... This is everything we looked at. They also, MAIT also inspected the body for any evidence in injuries. Me and injuries. and I was talking about him being pushed out of the car. There were no visible injuries to the deceased other than his head and a small amount of road rash on both arms. Okay, there was road rash on both arms. He had no broken bones and no injuries whatsoever on his torso or lower extremities. Crime scene notes from the, from SLED are similarly clear. Written by James, the note says, Originally, HCSO had notified the South Carolina Highway Patrol in reference to this being a possible hit-and-run after further investigation is believed that the victim had been shot in the head. An EMS worker is noted as having stated that a projectile wound was located on the victim's head. A hole in the skull was located above the victim's right eye. When the autopsy was conducted, the manner of death was listed not as homicide, but undetermined, and it was ruled hit-and-run. I guess he hit-and-ran himself? Uh, let me look at, I guarantee he used his blue lights and police connections to get all of his great wreck cases plausible explanation for him being there it called running cases and happens all the time murdaugh's made sure they cleared their books do you guys really believe the Murdochs were involved in this buster used smith for his homework i wonder if that's who he copied when he was kicked out of law school All right. All right. Now, here's where it gets interesting. When investigators followed up with a person who. Wait, wait, where's this tip? Uh. All right, clearly perplexed, the MAIT officer who had attended the scene and spoke with the coroner took the step of calling the doctor who conducted the autopsy and recorded being told it was not a gunshot wound and no bullet or fragments were found during the X-ray. And that, in her opinion, that since the body was found in the roadway, she could not only theorize that it had to be a motor vehicle that caused the death. I'm thinking, should I read you what I'm reading? No. Um, So when I'm reading you these things, it's going to talk about tips being called in and uh, people being interviewed. You guys can actually see where they were interviewed yourself in the notes that it's showing. But I'm I'm just going to skip down. The officer asked the doctor why she was ruling it as a motor vehicle accident and wrote, she told me it was not her job to figure that out. It was mine. The case was investigated as a hit-and-run with cops pursuing a variety of lines of investigations and numerous tips. And here are some of those tips. Among those tips, and reported by Fit News, was an anonymous one naming Paul and his brother Buster. Okay, here we go. The Murdoch connection. In records seen by Daily Mail, it is noted that a tipster raised the question of whether Stephen and Buster Murdoch ever had any type of relationship but when investigators followed up with the person who had called in he said he was just repeating rumors okay we hear a lot of those don't we investigative notes also show that officers quizzed one subject about whom they had received a tip off the tip off which came via anonymous email stated that don terrio anakin along with another black male and white male murdaugh are the ones involved in the death Investigators followed up on this and spoke with Anakin. It's Aiken, right? Anakin, I'm calling Anakin. And his knowledge of anyone with the last name Murdoch. Aiken said that he knew one that graduated with the victim, but when questioned, he himself denied being friends with any Murdochs on Facebook and then appeared to indicate he was unsure. Officers subsequently found that Aiken was Facebook friends with Buster Murdoch. When pressed, he stated he never hung out with him or went to any parties hosted by the Murdoch subjects. In another curious inclusion, an officer noted a tip called in on December 18th by a man claiming that his stepson had named a local guy as the one who struck and killed Stephen Smith. Mallory Beach pictured was killed in 2019 boating accident. That's her right there. Now, how does she, how does she get included in this? The tipster then failed to return any calls. And when finally reached stated that the reason that he was passing this information on was because Randy Murdoch told him to call Randy is Paul and Buster's uncle. Patriarch Alex Murdaugh's brother, he, and the third Murdaugh brother, John, appeared on Good Morning America last week appealing for any information regarding Maggie and Paul's brutal deaths. Their bodies were found near dog kennels, and you guys know about all this. But this I didn't know. Daily Mail revealed the family had moved out there following a fatal boating accident in 2019, for which Paul is awaiting trial when he died. So they didn't move out to Moselle until 2019. He'd been charged on three felony counts, two of boating under the influence, one of causing bodily harm and death. He was allegedly highly intoxicated when he plowed his boat into a piling in Archer's Creek on a misty February night. He and five friends had been returning from a crab roast. All right. Oh, yeah, there's more. about Mallory beach. All right, let's look more at this murder and we do have more. We have a lot more. We have a lot more. We're going to start talking about a cast of characters of possible suspects, possible suspects, some really weird things. All right, here we go. Here's one about a new twist.
1: Now the development
4: overnight in the mysterious death of Stephen Smith, the former classmate of Buster Murdoch whose investigation was reopened based on new evidence authorities say they uncovered in his father's investigation. Eva Pilgrim, as you know she is still tracking it all for us. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Robin. Steven Smith's mother has waited nearly eight years to find out what happened to her son this morning. Investigators for the first time saying this is a murder investigation. This morning, new details into what authorities now confirm is an active homicide investigation into the death of Stephen Smith, a former classmate of Alec Murdoch's surviving son, Buster. The Smith family's legal team announcing overnight that after a phone call with the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, known as SLED, the death is now being considered a homicide. It's a day that I have been waiting for.
6: Um, the best news I've heard in eight years
4: the new development comes after Smith was found dead in the middle of a road in 2015. His death at the time ruled a highway vehicular manslaughter. First responder Tommy Moore telling our ABC affiliate WCIV that when he found Steven's body, he didn't think the 19-year-old was hit by a car.
6: There's two things that come to my mind. Either he was murdered there, or he was murdered elsewhere and dropped there.
4: But it wasn't until 2021 that law enforcement reopened Smith's case, saying they discovered new evidence while looking into the deaths of Maggie and Paul Murdoch. SLED confirming this latest phone call to ABC News, adding that they have been investigating the case as a possible homicide ever since it reopened. Stephen's mother, Sandy, has long asked for the unsolved case to be reexamined, the family raising over $80,000 to exhume his body for an independent autopsy.
6: Stephen was an amazing kid, and he didn't deserve he go to die this find way. Me. And I know somebody did it, and whoever did it needs to come forward and bring peace to this family.
4: Buster Murdoch earlier this week breaking his silence, saying these baseless rumors of my involvement with Stephen and his death are false. I unequivocally deny any involvement in his death and my heart goes out to the Smith family. And the Smith family attorney saying they were told by state investigators that they did not need to exhume Steven Smith's body to convince them that his death was a homicide. However, they will be present and participate in any exhumation of Steven's body to gather more evidence, guys.
8: All right, thank you so much for that, Eva.
6: over guys.
0: Okay. So with the exhumation, there slight is a reason why it was just a a hit and run when the sled officials were there, they were investigating it, said it looks like he's been shot. They were the reason that it was buried, all right? Taking this body up doing an independent autopsy, if someone's shot with a gun, that is, you can tell that, all right? There's difference between a projectile and a difference between being hit by a car. That's just the way it is. What's going to happen if, if it, yeah, you know, this is definitely a bullet or, you know what? This was an arrow. Somebody took it away. <clears throat> what is going to happen to that person that did the autopsy? I'll tell you. Nothing. Never does. Never, never, never. Not once. I've seen some crime scene. Um, What do you call it? Uh, I want to say crime scene investigators, but I'm talking about forensic, forensic investigators who faked evidence. I've seen that on a few different cases, and they paid the penalty for that, but not anybody that was filling out any kind of paperwork on the body or doing an autopsy. So, all right. Again, we have we have actual suspects we're going to be looking at tonight. I'm working on I'm going to pull that up right now. These actual suspects. Uh, I do want to play some of this from the mainstream media for me, for you. All right. This is a story from NPR, but there's no audio file. Dang it. I guess I'll show it to you. <clears throat> I'm going to read a little bit of this. <clears throat> it's different the steven smith case being investigated as a homicide renee Wunderlich of uh, south carolina law enforcement division's public information director told an npr on wednesday we do not believe it was a murder we do believe it was a murder the south carolina law enforcement division chief said we don't believe it was a hit and run okay interest in smith's case spiked because of where he died In Hampton County, not far from Moselle, the hunting estate where Maggie and Paul Murdoch were shot to death. Okay, so they owned Moselle for a while, but they didn't live there, and they didn't escape there. They owned several properties, no doubt, and they didn't escape there until 2019. Gotcha. Now we're getting a whole picture here. Sled agents opened their inquiry into Smith's death in June of 2021, the same month the pair died. Smith's family is exhuming his body. She has raised about $90,000 to fund the effort. All right, now this plays into the information I have for you. This is from his mother. She said this. Stephen was in the process of discovering himself and his sexuality, Sandy Smith told Bluffton News. Months after her son died, he was gay. One rumor is that he may have had a man stalking him. One rumor is he may have had a man stalking him. We, we might know the name of that man, and we might be talking about that later. The authorities asked me about that, but I only heard other stories, I believe, more. Smith went on to say her son would have been wary of any approaching cars on the dark road and that she thought some of Stephen's former classmates were involved in his death. One of the guys that supposedly did this, Stephen told his twin sister that he had a fling with a boy. Smith said, he also told me that he and the boy had a deep sea fishing trip planned for July. Stephen Smith died on the 8th of July. No sign of hit and run early reports noted. We went over that. So why was homicide initially ruled out? And it talks about the medical examiner. She concluded, and this is a wild ass speculation on the paperwork, the official paperwork. She put this. She concluded that Smith died from being hit by a motor vehicle, possibly by a side mirror. What? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are hit by a side mirror, wouldn't there be some metal? Wouldn't there be some glass on the road? Due to the medical examiner's determination, the sheriff's office Well, they labeled it not a homicide, but still a hit and run. We don't believe it ever elevated to invoke the full investigatory authority of SLED. The Murdoch case boosted interest in Smith. Rumors are unfounded, of course. This has gone on too far. These baseless rumors of my involvement. Just let me just let me play my poker in Las Vegas in peace Uh. all right let's look at some of the tips that they've gotten before I show what I have all right tips 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 It's good tips. So, he was a nursing student, by the way, and we're going to learn more personal information about him coming up. Stay tuned with me, guys. I have stuff that you've seen before that you've not seen before. Who drove by the body on his way to work and called 911. Smith was found with his iPhone and car keys in his pocket. His car was later found a couple of miles from the scene. There is a really good piece of information about the amount of gas that was in his car. It was empty. but when he left the house, it was full. It's like somebody planted or messed with the evidence, took some cars took some gas out of his vehicle. Smith was found with his iPhone and car keys in his pocket, his car was later found a couple of miles from the scene, parked off the road with a gas tank door open and the gas cap hanging down. Okay, and you guys have seen all this, and you're going to have access to this, but I'm interested in the tip's bizarre behavior. Here we go. Uh, Meanwhile, Moore's report on Smith's death noted that there was no glass fragments or other evidence of a motor vehicle at the scene or on Smith's body. The trove of documents from the weeks following Smith's death also showed that his family, including his parents, Joel and Sandy Smith, doubted the official conclusion that their son was struck down while walking in the middle of the road. It would be messier. It wouldn't be as deliberate. A handwritten report by Corporal Emmy Duncan dated July 9, states that the family said Smith was skittish and would never have been walking in the middle of the roadway. And who the hell would in the middle of nowhere? And if you did, if you did, if you did at night, guys, this isn't the city. This is the country, the deep country. You would hear... You would hear something coming up from a long way away. My wife and I, we go walking a lot on these country roads, and you hear everything. 200 feet down from where Stephen was found, states the impression was in an ant mound, also says another print was not visible because of rain. Contacted Angela Carroll in reference to Stephen Smith's death. Information from Stephen Smith states a boy named Brendan asked if Stephen and Buster Myrna had ever had any type of relationship. Attempted to call Brendan. Phone number, no answer. Left message. Right. Stephen's twin sister, Stephanie, told Duncan on July 17th that her brother became very secretive in the two weeks before he died and there might be reason for this somebody says and i was thinking this too so i'm gonna read it out i think Stephen was hit with a bat and covered up very strange that some Murdoch brains were on the scene why to take the case for cover-up i was thinking about they were saying it was possible side mirror but it could have easily been a bat or some kind of instrument as someone else was driving perhaps Again, so, Smith's twin sister Stephanie told Duncan on July 17th that her brother became very secret in the two weeks before he died. Sandy Smith co- corroborated this assessment, saying she became concerned when her son stopped studying and started missing school. He was studying to be a nurse. And we might see a reason for that in the evidence I'm going to give you tonight. Police also interviewed Mark Bickert Bickhart, And this guy right here, Mark Bickhart is someone we really want to look at. I'm not saying he did it at all, but I think he has information that could help solve this crime if he's not involved in it. Police also interviewed Mark Bickhart, an older man who claimed that he and Smith were in a relationship. He wasn't older. He was much older. He was over twice the age of this boy 19 year old boy so let me ask you this and we are dealing with a gay relationship right so i don't know i'm asking you we have a boy 19 years old and a man that's somewhere in his 50s right wouldn't that be the first person you looked at and somebody that moved all the way across the country from a meeting online. someone that moved all the way across the country to live close to you. You think, I mean, that's serious. And uh, it didn't seem to Stephen Smith, this relationship didn't seem as serious to him as it did to Mark, just looking at this, you know. It didn't at all. I mean, it couldn't have been, right? A 19-year-old boy and a 50-something-year-old man. We're going to look at what Mark has to say here in a little bit. According to a few officers' notes, Bickard insisted Smith's death was the result of foul play, and he did. He absolutely did. But often confused his own timelines. He confused everything. His writing is very bad. Even for, you know, just social media, you know. And, you know, who am I to talk, right? Later in July, he reported anonymous phone calls that promised he would die like his boyfriend and accused Sandy Smith of harassing him in person. He did more than that. Bickard also posted a rambling Facebook update apparently aimed at Smith's family, blaming them for his death. He did. He was blaming the sisters blaming their involvements in drugs. We're going to read his, what he wrote here in a minute. But what is the Murdoch connection? Within a month of Smith's death, investigators received multiple tips that suggested Buster Murdoch may have been involved in the incident. Buster, now 26, is a surviving son of low country legal scion, Alex Murdoch, who was sentenced to two consecutive life terms earlier this month, but the June 2021 murders of his wife, Maggie, and younger son, Paul. Buster and Smith were high school classmates. The Smith's body was notably found not far from the 1,700-acre Moselle estate, where Alex Murdaugh later gunned down his loved ones. Wow, they're saying it now. They are saying he did it. On August 7th, 2015, Duncan notes that a source named Angela Carroll reported that a boy named Brendan Stother asked if Smith and Buster had been in a relationship. But when Duncan followed up with Brendan a few days later, he clarified that the comments were just rumors. In mid-December, Duncan recorded an anonymous tip email that alleged that Aiken, along with another black male and a white male, Murdoch, are the ones involved in Smith's death. So, rumors and tips, and they have no evidence. Just days later, Duncan reportedly received a call from a man named Daryl Williams. He said his stepson, Patrick Wilson, told him that someone named Sean Connolly struck and killed Smith. Williams, who did not return the officer's follow-up calls. In another bizarre twist, Miss Family recently claimed that Randy Murdo also reached out to them after his death and offered to investigate the incident pro bono before allegedly ditching the case. Now, isn't that interesting? Unanswered questions. The release of the early files on Stephen Smith's death are part of an avalanche of information that's come to light since SLED reopened the investigation in 2021. Based on information gleaned during the probe into Maggie and Paul Murdoch's shooting deaths. What was that information? Do we know that yet? What could they possibly have gone over and they found that made them open up Stephen Smith's case all right you guys about ready let me see what else i got here you guys are about ready to get in some real information so we're, we should we're pretty well caught up now but i am going to look at what else i have oh is this is bad i think i got some banfield well, good for I'm me so holy moly here's a commercial for a shirt we don't want that holy moly your girl banfield
3: been on the job as an investigator for so, well, Duncan, you're retired now, but you've been on the job as an investigator for decades. Yeah. And I couldn't understand for a moment why I heard on a hit and run or even a suspected hit and run within 13 hours, a rape kit would have been ordered. Have you in your line of work doing this kind of high level investigation ever seen anything like that?
0: Uh, when it comes to traffic accidents. All right, let me rewind that real quick. We're talking about rape kits, I'm confused.
3: Well, Corporal Duncan, you're retired now, but you've been on the job as an investigator for decades. And I couldn't understand for a moment why I heard on a hit and run, or even a suspected hit and run, within 13 hours, a rape kit would have been ordered. Have you, in your line of work, doing this kind of high-level investigation, ever seen anything like that?
8: Uh, When it comes to traffic accidents, never. Uh, This was the very first time. Uh, I did not have an understanding of why it was being ordered. Um, We were not um, notified until later that it had been ordered. So, uh, no, I have no answers for you to why they would order a rape kit for a what would be suspected as a hit and run, which it wasn't, but I would never understand that.
3: And the rape kit was ordered within 13 hours of the discovery of Stephen's body, yet in that same time frame, if anybody thought this was anything other than a run-of-the-mill hit and run, you would have been called in with the MATE team to do further investigation, and yet you were called off and a rape kit was called in. Does that square at all?
8: No, ma'am, it does not. Um, uh, Again, I was uh, puzzled and confused uh, from start to when we actually got to finally pick up the case while we weren't given the opportunity to, you know, be a part of it from the beginning.
3: Was Mate and your team, or even the South Carolina, you know, highway patrollers, were they ever given any information on what the rape kit yielded or where it ended up?
8: Um, I know it ended up uh, with SLED, uh, but we were never given any information um, of the results, or I was not uh, until I retired. Now, they may have an answer now, but as of 2018, we were never given any information of what the results uh, pended, whether it was negative or anything of that nature.
3: Well, um, I have a guest coming up who thinks uh, he might have some resolution to that, and it's very distressing, to say the very least. I have other questions I want to ask you about that are equally distressing, and they involve the Murdoch family um, as relates to this accident. Stephen Smith's father, who's no longer with us, I believe he died about a year after Stephen Smith was um, killed. Stephen Smith's father called you, and had a specific question about Randy Murdoch. What was the question?
8: Um, So it was within a very short period of time um, that Stephen Father had contacted me and asked me uh, um, about um, the law firm contacting him uh, about retaining their services. Um, He was really concerned why they would be calling and wanted my advice. Uh, Unfortunately, um, my rule is, or our rule as investigators and the police, we do not give legal advice. I I told him what I thought, um, you know, and he basically kind of said in in short terms that he was not going to uh, do anything at this point. But it was very unusual to me that within a very short period of time, um, he was contacted.
3: And then Sandy Smith had reported that... um they, meaning Randy, had offered uh, free legal representation to that family within 72 hours of Stephen Smith's body being found wow. in the road. And they didn't have a connection to the Murdochs. They didn't even know what the resolution was yet. They didn't know if it was a hit and run, a murder, and yet a lawyer shows up on their door, door offering the, the free legal advice. There was another moment I want to ask you about.
0: Sandy reported... A murder. lawyer showed up asking them, if they wanted free legal advice, working pro bono. Until the point when they deemed that it wasn't a homicide, and then, voom, the offer's gone. That
3: she saw Alex Murdoch and Alex's brother, Randy, taking care of at the actual scene of where Stephen's body was found as she was driving to the funeral home. <laughs> Would there be any reason at all for two lawyers, like
0: the Murdochs, Ah, that's a good point. Hold on, hold on, everybody. But the murdaws are ambulance chasers. That's what they worked. That's what they literally did. They had enough money to buy cover up yet yeah, possibly. yeah, they were ambulance tape ch- chasers, though, yeah, Alex and Randy, and they stole the money. They'd win the money and they stole it
3: to be at the scene of where Stephen was found dead within such a short period of time.
8: Uh- in my opinion, no. Not if not if they were not involved in any way. In my opinion, um,
0: somebody from the chat room is saying Randy represented that's Randy Murdaw, Alex Murdaw's brother, represented Stephen Smith's dad on a workman's cop claim prior to his death.
8: I could not answer why they would be there.
3: Can I ask you one other question? I don't know if you know this because a lot of time has passed. It's almost eight years since Stephen was killed. Uh, But this was never a closed case. It was always a cold case. It's now heating up. And one of the reasons that it's heating up is that the investigation into Paul and Maggie's death yielded something. And it's a mystery to everyone. A, do you know? And B, do you hear anything about that?
8: Um, there is something that, that, you know, there are, there are rumors flying out there that I, I will not get into. Um, but yes, they are. They could be true. There could not be true, but yes, they are something that, um, apparently that, um, has been heard said or are found, um, that are rumors that are the reason why it's heating up
0: or did heat up.
3: Thank you for watching. Oh, thank Go you. To
0: All right. I got more. I think I might have you in some more. How about that? Alright, so man, that guy, he was very careful with his words, wasn't he? <clears throat> Which isn't a bad thing. Isn't a bad thing. I have this video here. Let me make sure. Yeah, I think I've played this already. Got a technical background. Okay, let me get the time on this to do okay this is new all right all right guys i'm gonna play this i'm gonna go over the evidence that i have or what i have
2: investigating the death of stephen smith as a homicide. It comes eight years after the South Carolina teen was found dead near the Murdoch family home back in 2015. Smith's death originally ruled a hit and run. Stephen's mother, an attorney, announcing the news exclusively to News Nation's Chris Cuomo last night. Glass is live for us. Sloan, Smith's mother has always said she thought her son was murdered exactly she has always held on to that position nicole and law enforcement says that while investigating the Murdahl family murders they found new evidence linked to the 2015 mysterious death of stephen smith stephen's mother sandy speaking about this news that she has waited eight years for exclusively to news nation's chris cuomo
6: i just knew in my heart that what they were telling me was not true Do you have any belief, Sandy, about what happened to your son? I believe he was beaten to death.
2: In an exclusive interview with News Nation's Chris Cuomo, Stephen Smith's mother, Sandy, and attorney Eric Bland reveal a major development.
8: It's now the state's official position that Stephen Smith did not die from a highway fatality on July 8,
1: 2015.
2: Nearly eight years after 19-year-old Stephen Smith's death was declared a hit-and-run, his death is now officially considered a homicide. I'm
6: still in shock. I'm elated. Um, just have a lot of mixed emotions right now. This is what I've been waiting for.
2: On July 8, 2015, Stephen Smith was on his way home from school when he ran out of gas. His car was found down a dark rural road in Hampton County, South Carolina. His body was found three miles away, in the middle of the road, with no skid marks or other physical evidence that Smith had been hit by a car.
6: Hampton County, 911. Where's your emergency? I just going down the real Road. Mm. I see somebody laying out.
2: After years of fighting for answers, attorney Bland tells Cuomo Smith's body will be exhumed. And the change of heart is linked to the recent Murdaugh murder case. Though there was no known evidence linking any Murdaugh family members to Smith's death, Alex Murdaugh's surviving son, Buster, was a classmate of Smith's. And rumors spread around Hampton County.
7: There was a piece of evidence, Chris, that was discovered
8: during the Murdoch murder investigation, whether it was a, a, a phone
7: text or it was something from a computer, I think we'll find out. But I do oh. think at the end of the day, it had something to do with Stephen's lifestyle and maybe uh, a boyfriend that he may have had or a relationship that he may have had.
2: Buster right,
0: I'm going to end this right here. I'm going to start going to the evidence because I got 15 more minutes of the show. And hey, I want to remind everybody. Eight o'clock rock is going to be right after the show. I don't know it's eight fifteen now. Eight o'clock rock, with Miss Midnight is going to air after this. You're going to have two hours of rock and tunes. You're not going to want to miss it if you like music, whether you're at work, just chilling out at your house. There's not a anything hardly worth watching on TV anymore, but to sit there with your private thoughts and listen to some awesome music that you don't typically hear on the radio. You can do that after the show. Just tune in. Just ask your Amazon Echo to, uh, you know, play Launch Midnight Radio or get the Midnight Radio app or uh, you can go to our community page and we have links there to the stream. So you can do that. Let me go ahead and play what I have for you. Um, there's going to be more information that comes out of this. I know that you guys are telling me stuff that I didn't know. Um, just little bits of information. I know I might have, I've showed you something you didn't know. They were talking about uh, blue chips were found on the body blue chips, blue paint chips. So that is one thing. And that's in that 100-page report that's waiting for me in Discord right now, guys. So here we go. Let me show you something. And we'll go through this. All right, so we talked about Mark the uh, elder lover of Stephen Smith. And let's go into him right now. This is what he originally told the police. contacted Mark Bickard by phone. Mr. Bickard was in a relationship with Stephen Smith. I traveled to Mr. Bickard's residence and conducted an audio interview states that he and Stephen Smith were in relationship, states he had talked with Stephen by phone, and text on the morning of the incident states that he believed foul play. All right. Let me make sure I did this correctly. I'm going to go through some of these. Let me, all right. To Stephen's, these are the things he put on Facebook. To Stephen Nicholas's mess twin sister and the mess sister with the mess husband, and this guy can't spell, that's the north of the Hampton police or the Hampton sheriff. I would watch your backs. You killed your own brother. You killed the genius person in the whole world that nurtured everybody and cared about everybody, no matter what, no matter what background, ethnic background, religion, creed, or anything. Because you needed money to run your little drug deal. Take me, I'm back and forth for your mental body to have a crook house. I got the evidence to put yours away. I got everything and play. I know everything that you girls tire or did. I'm not saying that what happened, proof that you were the proof, you were their proof that you tampered with the body, proof that you stole his that you stole his wallet for the money and it proof that you took money proof evidence that also took money and wanted him to come to a sugar daddy and he told you no the cops or Bolivia are belligerent not to look at my evidence but one day you girls will get caught and your little husband is going to get caught if not my boys are going to whatever Because everybody knows your sister husband is a narc. And Steven and even Joel Snack told me that they had that talk. See you next Tuesday, B-I-T-C-H. Arrested. It's your days are numbered. I know for a fact that your days are numbered. The cops now, they're numbered. And I'm telling you real plain white. They're numbered. Your cold-blooded heart. Less calories that killed your own brother. What a piece of boop. Wait, wait, here we go. This is better. What a piece of that effing nothing but a wires con artist. Steven even said, I love my little sister with all my heart and soul. But one thing that I can't stand about her and I just cannot be around her at times, She cannot help herself with habitu habituality on swang. She's on honest, unworthy. And I'm not trustful with anything. I cannot trust her with anything at all. But I love her to death. I wish you would get help. You F killed your own brother. You what your of your own sister that wrecked Steven's car by running what drugs in it because I even know he told me that and not husband car up the rest of the way i know everything about used Tess Gonzi. as a smith family you make every person in the world vomit adventures late the cops i'm going to have the evidence and you're going to be arrested i'll be patient with that because every time i want to go out and take care of myself with tess i hear in the back of my head baby why dippy let the cops handle it let the cops handle it, ain't worth it, and never wanted, wanted me upset. He loved me, he cared about me, and I'm going to tell you what there ain't nothing in the world that's happening to me until I see you paid your what you did to your brother and everyone that was involved in this. I know who you are. I know everybody that was involved in his deck. I know what happened, when it happened, and where it happened. I pray for years, and I pray that the cops grow some Oh, and come and talk to me on a timely fashion before I could hold my and then a family back because I'm having a hard time holding the Jersey Boys back because they are my family. When I, when I can't and they come in the Hamptons, they're going to be at ethnic cleansing throughout the town until they get everybody, anybody that your friends are going to. See what if my family comes and now that Bickers family, the Jersey boys, CG's crying, the Mexican mafia, the Italian mafia, you people of the Smith family killed. Um, the one thing that a lot of people loved, and that was an angel. He had the eyes of the OSU. No blue was little boy diva. He's looking down and he loves the ones that cared about him. And as far as his family, he was you. But I know deep in my heart, he loves that you get help. And I pray to God you get help because you're one sick mother. Yeah. And the man that killed him, you ain't nothing but a piece of that ain't worth it because. You just jealous that he wait doing better than the rest of the in the town. That's why he could be doing better than the rest of the DS. And you were jealous and you need his money. And when he was leaving, use that night and never coming back yes had to take care of things but what you forgot about was his boyfriend not a sugar daddy is what you call me because I'm one mean mother and I'm one mother that's going to make sure that the cops even handle this or you don't want me to handle it because my ways to handle it is I'm going to catch his Ernie is what battery acid and cut finger by finger toe by towel and I'm throwing acid and battery acid. is all Tanya loans. And it's going to go down like... That sis is Anna. Tell your body just can't take anymore. I'm going to start. Got me is alive. Best to turn yourself into the cops because this CG... Brought the CGs that is Mafia. Doubt Mark got less than heart. Less than I am because they know who he was with and I know who his boyfriend was and they will back me any day, any time, any place. By the way, your little neck dill. Did you know what Coco Grandma is? Oh, she is so like math. I don't roll care and talk to them, Mexican Mafia. You people going to have a problem and that may be my next game i want the mexican mafia take care of it rather than get my hands dirty did you say effing <laughs> worth it have a good day be <laughs> of the smith family lol days are numbered and they're counting watch over your backs at the exxon station watch over your bags at Renaissance. center ha ha you got one like Here he is. This is the man. Now, this is the man at the time of the murder, 2015, right? His boyfriend was 19 years old. He moved across the country, gave up his life, and came here to be with a 19-year-old boy that just started college to be a nurse. What if it was a 19-year-old girl and he did this? And then... The girl was murdered like that. Family thinks he was a sugar daddy. He thinks he was not. I put up a poll saying, Do you think the Murdochs were involved in Stephen Smith's death? 85% said yes. 14 people said no. 14 people said no. This is a picture of him now, a few years later. Can you see him? He was celebrating Pride Month in this picture steven's boyfriend i don't know maybe sugar daddy i don't know all right so this is some more information these said that directly pertained to the murder the only person that's talk that's talking me for who i am no matter what whether i'm down I'm out. Don't judge me. Just love me no matter what. His name is Stephen A. Smith. The love of my heart and my soul. This is seven years ago right after right after the murder. And my flash for now forever and always. The world must go around. It's not easy, but it has to keep going. But we know you're looking down. I love you with all my heart, my soul, and my flash. I will always have you in my heart. Okay, girl, I moved here to be with Stephen and closer to Stephen to go to school, and then he was killed on July 8th on the back roads, Hampton, and they don't really know much of anything at this point, so they know, so we know, and the cops know that he was coming to my house and leaving his father's house. That's that's about all I know, that they're not, will not miss anything that I know, but at this point, it that they had it look like Car ran out of gas. Impossible. I bought Steven a $150 gas card at Gasgate, so he had gas as of the 2nd of Wall 3rd July. Though it was impossible that he ran out of gas, but they made it look like it because his car was found in one place and his body was someplace else. But the last taxes that we, I, between me and him, was he was 30 minutes away, walking the distance. That's how far away he would be. But why would he walk back to his father's house and all them problems at home with his sisters? There do not have any answers at this point. A lot of it. I'm holding the keys. I don't even think I know all of them. I just know the sisters are involved because somehow I know he was leaving because they were involved in drugs. And Stephen was to be a trauma nurse, and he was going to school to do that, and he was the most loving, caring, nurturing man I ever knew. He accepted me, and I accepted him no matter what. He was the type of guy, even his worse these this day. So he always wanted to make sure everybody else is happy, even when he was busy at the hospital. And I text him within 15 to 20 minutes. He would text me back, are you okay, honey? And he would text back and forth until I fell asleep. We're talking about a grown man in his 50s texting a 19-year-old. Hello, this isn't clicking in my head. It's not about homosexuality. It's about the difference in a relationship. Although it's not like it's blowing my mind. Until I fell asleep... He was so submissive and so loving and so caring. They broke the mold when they made Stephen, and God was very unhappy on the 12th. When he was sent out, the God-God opened the doors to heaven. He was not unhappy. He wasn't unhappy that he was there. He was unhappy that he was there so early. because he was there so young he was a beautiful loving man and when he graduated we were going to buy a house on st petersburg beach what kind of relationship do these guys really have i would like to know i'm sure the police would know because they could talk to the family that was our plan Our was never meant to happen I, i was glad i was god had other plans and i don't think he even knew why i felt this is a hate crime And I feel the family, as far as the sisters, has something again. But when I go to Steve, how could it be a hate crime for the sisters? How could it be a hate crime based on homosexuality, someone being against that, if he's blaming the sisters? How can you have it both ways? Graveside, I tell him he will not die in vain. By no means, peace, thank you, for the dogs. They mean a lot. All right. Oh! Thank you guys, and I really want to thank that those of you that are members, if you'd like to become a member, $2.99 is just if you want to support. us. Is $4.99 is if you want extra videos and all the extra stuff that comes with membership, including Discord. You get that. That's $4.99 a month. It helps us maintain the our radio station that we have. It helps us stay on the air. It's my reason for Performing, come on, guys! For being here again, again. Also, if you're interested in becoming a rider, we have riding classes. It's nine ninety nine a month, and we have riding classes. And we have a new, new, new uh, assignment dropping within the next two days. Hey, guys! Right after I get off here, I'm about to. You're about to hear eight o'clock rock with Mrs. Midnight. You're not going to want to miss it. It is very good. I'm going to continue on the Stephen Smith case. You guys are giving me a lot of information in discord as I'm speaking right now. I haven't had a chance to go over it. I will read all 100 pages and then I will come on here and discuss the most relevant with you. I'm going to continue on this case because this is not right. I'm going to try to contact Mark and do an interview with him because I'm not blaming him, but I want to know more of what he has to say. It's hard for me to understand what is going on just reading what he's saying. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I plan on being back tomorrow night, even though it's my birthday. Uh, I love talking to you guys. It's a conversation with you. I really enjoy it. So, again, after this, it's 8 o'clock rock with Miss Midnight. Thank you guys for showing up again. I appreciate it. We have some changes coming down with Midnight Radio. I'm going to let you guys know what those are. Those are good changes. You get more, not less. It's always more, not less. Until next time, all my best, guys.